Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Welcome to Chattanooga Business Radio. My name is Drew Ermans. I'll be your host this morning. We're broadcasting live at the Regis Office Center in the Talon Financial Building in beautiful downtown Chattanooga. I have three very special guests with us today. Uh, starting with my left, I'm looking at Chris Cummings, who is the founder of of Pass It Down. How are you doing today, Chris? Doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. Uh, we have Ashley Owens, who is the pro, uh, project lead for Gig Tank through the CoLab. How are you doing today? Fantastic. A little Thanks under the weather, so I hear. Bit, That's bit. okay. That's okay. Here, <laughs> and uh, Tia Caps, who's a communications director for CoLab. How are you doing? I'm great. Great, great, great. Well, we've got a very interesting uh, show today. And uh, first, I really wanted to touch on, um, we're going to get into Gig Tank in just a moment and what that serves and, and who that serves. But I wanted to shift gears for just a moment to, and talk to Chris. Um, I'm very interested in learning more of what Pass It Down is. And um, can you kind of give me the overview and then we'll kind of work off of that? Sure, absolutely. Well, first, thank you for having us on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, Pass It Down is the best way for you to be able to capture your family stories. You know, uh, six years ago, it, it came out of a, a, a personal issue that happened with our family. My mom was sick. She had multiple sclerosis uh, at a young age, and she developed dementia at the age of 48. And so I remember sitting in a nursing home with my mom, and I'd gone to see her that morning, and I came back uh, about 30 minutes later, and she hadn't remembered I was there. And so... Um, I remember thinking like I was running out of time to be able to learn the stories about my mom and I probably wasn't going to get to know a lot about her. And I remember meeting another lady in the nursing home who my mom was friends with. Uh, and she was this wonderful, wonderful lady in her, in her early 90s. And she talked about growing up in Winfield, Louisiana and playing with Huey Long when he was a kid who went on to be the most famous governor in U.S. history before he was assassinated. And, and controversial. Um, very controversial, <laughs> uh, along with a lot of Louisiana politicians. So... Uh, I, when she passed away, her family came running in and they held up their phone and said, the only thing we have of her is this voicemail. It's just this one recording of her voice. That's it. She was 92. And yet they only had one recording. And so I, I realized that we are really, really good at being able to learn about our past in terms of being able to research family trees and genealogy, but we do very little to be able to capture people's stories today. And it's crazy because we carry around with us in our phones uh, are carrying around with us in our pockets our phones, which have cameras and recorders, and they can capture all these things, and yet we still don't do it. And I think the reason why is that a lot of people don't know where to start, um, and they don't know the process behind being able to capture a family story. That's really the heart of Pass It Down, is being able to create that process to record your family stories and be able to make it as easy as possible to do so. Well, I, I think you're really hitting on a nerve here. Uh, and and I, I'll, I'll speak to, I have a 10-year-old son who's really starting to get into genealogy. And my biggest fear is when he's typing my last name in, and first of all, he's on Google at 10, which I don't really like, um, but you <laughs> sure. know, we have safe searches. So um, it would it would be really nice to be able to have that digital version of, you know, um, well, it's, I'm assuming it, it's Ancestry.com plus Facebook plus it's a combination of the couple of, of these things and give him that opportunity as well. Um, and to, you know, he never experienced, you know, things with my grandfather. Um, and so I, I love that concept. Absolutely. I mean, the way it, uh, it really works is we have hundreds of questions that are available on different areas of your life. And those questions are created by oral historians that do this for a living. And so you can find questions for grandparents, questions for parents um, about like, where did you grow up or what did you want to be? 
you can choose any question on the site and be able to record a story to that question in video, audio, text, photos, and combine those and have a multimedia story built around questions. Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, now, you you tell me why you started it, but you have a prior experience with with uh, with Whoople, and we'll touch on that in just a second. But um, what is your tell me tell me a little bit about the process of kind of getting this off the ground? Sure. So uh, for me, it was uh, I had some prior experience in doing software, so I kind of knew how to wireframe something. So essentially, it was I knew I had a problem. The problem that I had was that I wanted to be able to record a family story, and I didn't have a means. So working backwards from that problem, it was identifying what would be the best solution to be able to do that. And so it was answering, well, I wanted to tell a story in multimedia. Uh, I wanted to be able to do it from my phone or a tablet. And I wanted to be able to share that story with the world if I wanted to or to keep it private. And so I started sketching out essentially a design to be able to do that and uh, a series of layouts of what the application would do. And then taking those designs to uh, investors and people in the tech community to get their feedback, first and foremost, on is this something you would want to do? Is this something you see? And I was receiving a lot of positive feedback, not all positive because you never do. It was just something I kept pursuing. And I finally found someone who saw the vision that we did. And, uh, and so we, we, we hit the ground running and uh, raised a little bit of money last year and, and started building. You know, when you're when you're building these wireframes and you're building out and you're having these conversations, who who is that ideal customer that you feel would want to use this? Sure. So I mean that's a big part of whenever you're doing a business is to identify your customer persona. So we knew that the persons that we the people we wanted to reach were people that are a little bit older. Um, unfortunately, just because they're the ones most at risk of uh, not being able to have their story told. But we knew that they weren't necessarily the ones that were going to be able to tell their own story. Um, because of a variety of factors. So we looked at the children of baby boomers as being our target because anyone from the age of 35 to 55's parents are getting a little bit older. And so they know that they want to be able to capture those stories while they can and to be able to have those memories, but they most likely also have kids. And so they see the need to be able to leave something for their children. And uh, it, it's interesting in terms of genealogy, there's a huge spike in interest in genealogy when people reach the age of 35. That's largely tied to your kids getting a little bit older and you realizing that really and truly family and connections are the most important thing that we have. And sometimes it just takes age to be able to see that. But most people realize that. And in fact, genealogy is um, either the number one or number two hobby in the U.S. Uh, it always goes back and forth. And it's the second most searched for thing online. Interesting. And so when you when you uh, building this wireframe, because I'm fascinated with the business side and the model and, Absolutely. and and kind of working through that, where are you in terms of a working prototype? So we have a uh, successful working prototype. Uh, we have been in private beta for uh, a number of months, moving to public beta this summer and forming relationships with a lot of organizations around the country who see the value in being able to provide a storytelling platform uh, for a variety of ways. Um, so for example, we're in talks with a number of organizations that provide services to those people that are suffering from a, a debil- debilitating disease, like multiple sclerosis, like my mom had, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, ALS, to say, here is a means for you to be able to sit down and be able to capture and tell your stories for your family to leave something uh, and to pass that experience down. I, I still love this idea, by the way. Just as a, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm geeking out a little bit. So you have kind of that working prototype. You move forward. 
you're developing these relationships. Um, you've just been invited to participate in Gig Tank. We are uh, thrilled about that. Congratulations well, for you. That's a, quite an accomplishment. Thank and, you so much. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying that because we have two wonderful ladies uh, <laughs> present who can uh, it, uh, speak to that. And but. I promise that I'm not, I'm not speaking from a biased perspective. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well, uh, what I'd like to do is I want to give um, your... Uh, what is your perspective on the importance of Gig Tank? And then I'm going to shift gears and let and let these guys talk a little bit. Sure. So uh, two things. I think I would say first, Gig Tank is uh, something that largely goes back to the idea of the gig and the city and what that means. Um, I think that whenever Chattanooga was the first to be able to develop a gig infrastructure, it really sparked innovation and growth in the city. Um, and now it's a question of um, trying to take that infrastructure and say what companies are specifically able to come out of that. You know, what companies can benefit from having a network with this type of speed? And so I think that um, you can see the roots for all this coming years ago and how it's paying off benefits now. Um, but I think second, Gig Tank really is a chance to put Chattanooga on the map and to say that there are other places in the country that you can come to build really, really great companies and receive support to be able to do that um, that aren't Silicon Valley. And I'll be honest, I mean, starting a company is the most difficult thing you can do. Because starting a company requires you to know a little bit about everything. Uh, whether you like it or not. Whether you like whether it or not. passions are not in accounting. <laughs> right. Uh, accounting, uh, administration, paperwork. Uh, hey, do you know PR, marketing? Uh, do you know how to wireframe? Do you understand the ability to communicate at backend, with a backend developer and then to also be able to care about UI and UX? I mean, I can go on and on. It's a really difficult thing to do well. Um, I think everyone is in the same boat, but... Gig Tank allows you to be able to um, have connections to people who can help you with all those facets. And if you don't know, it's a place for you to go ask for help. Well, that's a great, that's actually a great transition to uh, Tia Caps and Ashley Owens, who uh, oversee, uh, well, communications with Colab, but specifically uh, Ashley as project lead on the Gig Tank. And I think you know, we have the we, we we have the perspective of the uh, participant, and actually, what Chris has been able to witness over the last couple of years um, from peers who have gone through Gig Tank as well. What is give me the perspective from your end, and what you're able to provide these emerging entrepreneurs, these startups, with this uh, with this amazing gig infrastructure and the mentors that that come with that. Sure. So um, we are very lucky to be positioned in uh, the nation's in the middle of the nation's most advanced broadband network. Um, we we have the largest footprint of ultra high broadband sub subscribers here in Chattanooga, and so that makes us the most viable test market for business applications that can utilize that technology. And so Gig Tank is an opportunity for entrepreneurs to come in from all over the world, if they'd like, and test their applications on our network um, because networks like ours are being built out across the country. And so um, this is a market that's growing and that's becoming um, highly investable. And so we offer entrepreneurs an opportunity to come um, get an edge on competition because we have that technology here today. Help me understand what's what's an example of a business application that might utilize the gig and, and potentially even larger speeds. Sure, we're looking at a lot of streaming applications. Um, one company that's in Gig Tank this summer in particular is called Rendever, and they work with virtual reality. Um, and so, virtual reality is a streaming application that requires enormous amounts of bandwidth to function. And so. Um, 
testing out their 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 product in Chattanooga allows them to to test the limits of streaming here. They can find out how much they can actually do. Um, so they can prepare for markets that do have um, more capacity in terms of bandwidth. You you originally gig tank was twice a year. Is that what the what? Once a year. Once a year. Mm-hmm. And now we're going year round. That's right. Yeah. So yes. that's exciting. So what what led you to make that choice and uh, where do you go from here? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So we put a lot of thought into that decision. Um, and ultimately, um, we decided that, you know, since Chattanooga's internet infrastructure is available year round, opportunities to test applications on it should also be available year <laughs> right. round. Um, and previously, it, it uh, we it was actually just a matter of assembling our resources the right way so that we could run our collab accelerator um, concurrently alongside the gig tank accelerator we utilize a lot of the same resources but we traditionally had divided that program up so the collab accelerator ran in the fall and the spring whereas we had gig tank in the summer and one thing that makes our summer program different is we're able to offer free housing to entrepreneurs through our partners um, at UTC. Uh, They've made dorms available um, since the beginning, actually. And so that allows us to provide free accommodations for entrepreneurs who may not have been able to come to the city um, without it. And so... um, This is for the gig tank. Yeah, this is for gig tank. And it's something that is still only available in the summer. um, But the network of mentors and the national partners that we engage for that program are still going to be active year round. So while we may not be able to provide housing in the fall and in the spring, we're going to be able to provide that same network of mentors. And that wasn't available before this year. That's uh, that's really interesting. Can you separate the difference between the CoLab Accelerator and Gig Tank? Sure. Um, it's uh, there's not a huge difference. It's really. Um a difference in categories and the types of applications our entrepreneurs are working on. So entrepreneurs that are in our gig tank program are working on applications or business models that could utilize gigabit internet or currently do. And then our collab accelerator are companies that are, um, they're tech enabled companies. Oftentimes they're working with emerging technologies and they're looking to scale out to the broader marketplace. Interesting. And then even, even touched on the co-starters, which is a that's whole right, other level, right. but that's uh, well, that's another, that's a whole other show. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so, Help me understand how the Gig Tank 365 program works and and how, yeah, absolutely. Go sure. ahead. So um, after an application process um, and people move into, into Chattanooga, um, we start, it's a 90-day it's a program that basically goes through three interlocking feedback loops. So, and Chris sort of touched on this, um, identifying your customer is very important. So we spend about the, the first 30 days looking at that. Um, the next 30 days, we're going to figure out exactly how to market to that customer. And then in the last 30, we're going to help you prepare an investable story. Interesting. And so where does the gig come into those interlocking feedback loops? Sure. So we're lucky enough to have a partnership with EPB, and we have the 10 gigabit internet within our accelerator space. So as a part of the gig tank programming, you're not only provided housing at UTC, you also have a dedicated co-working space within the Edney building in downtown Chattanooga, where you have access to the gig. So how many participants for this summer? We have, tank? We have 14 teams. 14 um, teams. So and, and 12 of those are Gig Tank and two are within the Accelerator program. And how many are from outside city limits of Chattanooga? I think it's about half and half, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So we are actively recruiting startups. Mm-hmm. And I know this, this, this has been said, but it's worth repeating. Mm-hmm. We are actively recruiting startups to this city repeatedly through the gig. Absolutely. And and are, 
what, can you give me some insight as to what sort of success stories you've seen because of Gig Tank and because of the gig? For sure. Actually, some of our best successes have been some of the biggest surprises. Um, recently, um, we had a Gig Tank team that went through the program in 2013, um, just completed its first round of funding. That was We Council, um, and they are a telemedicine company. Um, and they are over at the BDC now. Um, they work to provide counseling over secure networks um, for, between therapists and patients. Um, and they've worked really hard over the last couple of years, and we've maintained our relationship with them. And we're really, really proud to see them secure a couple million dollars in investment um, to keep growing their company. Um, some of the more surprising successes we've seen is the number of 3D printing companies that have relocated to Chattanooga as a result of Gig Tank. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that probably began in 2014 when we launched um, America's first 3D printing startup accelerator through Gig Tank. Uh, we were shocked that no one else had done this before. <laughs> um, And it sort of came after we sort of started exploring the links between ultra high speed networking and um, additive manufacturing. Um, So we're looking a lot at distributed networks and machine to machine communication. And um, Mike Bradshaw, our executive director, was really um, sort of had the vision behind all of this. And so when we realized no one else had done it, we decided to just go ahead and launch it here. Um, And since then, we've seen a lot of activity around 3D printing um, grow up within our city or relocate to our city. So we have companies like Feats. Um, that was a company that was creating um, custom shoes, um, shoes that uh, were designed specifically for the wearer's foot. Um, and they actually just raised additional funding and they're back in San Diego now. And we're really excited that we were able to be part of growing their company from the beginning. Um, and then we have another company, Branch Technology, um, that's 3D printing houses. They're la- located over at the BDC as well. And then 3D Ops, which is pr- printing um I guess it's anatomical models for pre-surgical planning. Um, And they have a wonderful pilot partnership going on with Erlanger. And so we continue to see these companies grow and we feel so incredibly proud to have been a part of their initial growth. So, Well, what's what's fascinating about that is you're looking at different ways to utilize 3D printing that spans healthcare, manufacturing, housing. So it's not just you know, kind of focusing on one vertical, it's mm-hmm. actually you're 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 going across the spectrum and then and planting seeds in, in multiple industries. It's it's uh, it's fascinating, but it all starts from gig time, exactly, which yeah. is really really cool. Um, switching back to Chris for just a moment, you know, I, I'd like to 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 ask you about uh, Whoople and where that started and 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 why it was why why it ended up being in Chattanooga. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, my dad started uh, Whoople and I, and I hopped on board to help him. But my dad uh, has been speaking for over 35 years, um, traveled all around the world teaching leadership and customer service and sales. And um, he realized 10 years ago, hey, I am on the road 270 to 300 days a year. And I've been on the road 270 to 300 days a year for over 20 years. And that's a, that's a lot of wear on the tires, as he would put it. And uh, so he wanted to find a way to be able to teach online so he could not uh, have to travel as much and to be able to supplement the learning experience. And it's crazy how much time flies in this way. But 10 years ago, there weren't a lot of e-learning companies at all. It may seem crazy. It may seem crazy now when you see how many there are, but truly at the time, there were very few. So uh, Whoople was an e-learning platform that he designed to be able to make it easy to um, teach large-scale organizations and Fortune 500 companies. Because at the time, the problem was that 
If you wanted to uh, upload a video to an e-learning platform, if you wanted to be able to teach, you had to wait. They didn't give you any of the tools to be able to do it yourself. So you had to literally put the videos in a box, send that box off, and wait three to four weeks for videos to be uploaded. So Whoopal was designed to be able to give all of the tools to be able to have an e-learning platform to every company themselves, to basically take the handcuffs off what was happening in the market. And so my dad's company was located in Georgia, in Wildwood, um, and he was doing a lot of training with some really, really big companies, General Motors, Mercedes, um, you name any major automotive dealership, right at the top, but we didn't have the infrastructure and the internet speed to be able to upload thousands and thousands of hours of video. So it just so happened that about a year after uh, Whoopal was off the ground running, Chattanooga announced that they were going to be doing a gigabit in, in the internet. And it timed up really well. Sorry. It, uh, it timed up really well with um, a contract we had where Whoopal did all the online training for all state insurance for four years. That was 120,000 users. And uh, to be able to do that, we're talking about the need to send out you know, hundreds of hours of video to 50 different states, and that was changing every day. And the only way that that was possible to do it the right way was with a gigabit internet. And if that hadn't happened, we would have had to move the company to another city. But at that time, there was no other city, correct? No, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't other cities, but there were um, server locations you could go to that would have had you know, better speeds than where we were in Tennessee. Um, but really and truly being able to tap into the internet here, once that was built, made it possible for us to have a competitive advantage in the market. Well, and, and the cost of living versus maybe some of the other alternatives to gigabyte. Pretty much anywhere, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> uh, if you look at state income tax, if you look at the cost of housing, if you look at just the cost of doing business, um, a lot of states... Put, a bur- put burdens on companies that don't need to be there. Tennessee makes it easy for you to start a company and instead wants to help you start a company and provide as many services as possible to make that easy. And I think that it's really uh, speaks to good leadership at the top of the state to understand that if you help entrepreneurs when they're starting companies, then they'll develop into big companies that want to stay here and bring jobs here. So you've, you've watched Whoopal scale. Yes. Quickly. And I say, uh, relatively speaking, of course. Um, but so you've seen the trajectory. Where does Pass It Down fit? Is it a, is it a similar in business concept, similar business model, similar scalable opportunities? I think so. You know, Whoopal truly is a platform. And, and what I mean by a platform is we designed it for us to be able to teach our material. But at the same time, we realized that we wanted to offer it as a service to any company in the world. So if you're a school, if you're a large company, and you just want a way to be able to train 10,000 people and to be able to upload all your own videos immediately, we opened up the platform for you to be able to do that. And we see the same thing with Pass It Down. One, there's nothing more important than storytelling. And it's the original form of communication. I mean, you can go back to when we couldn't write. I mean, storytelling speaks to who we are as people, and it's wired down into our bones. And so I think that it has the capability to scale because storytelling happens all over the world, and it's something that people get. Um, But beyond that, I think the need to be able to capture and share stories expands past just family history to a lot of different industries. I I think that a story is always the most important part for anything you do. Um, In business, there are millions of businesses fighting for shelf space in anything you do, right? What people choose, though, are the emotional connections to a brand. And that comes to a story. When Nike sells you, they're not selling you on their shoe. They're selling you on the idea of what that shoe can do for you in a story. And so I think that with Pass It Down, our goal 
first and foremost is family history, but also looking to the broader picture of how important it is to be able to help people tell stories about any and everything in the world. And it, it, I love the storytelling component of that is, you know, in, in utilizing this platform to, you know, with the gig and get the, particularly the gig tank, what are some of the other business applications that, you know, you're seeing with the summer, the gig tank, uh, 365 summer? Sure. summer program? So another, another team that we're really excited about, which is utilizing streaming technology is NG and they're out of New York city. Um, and basically it's, it's streaming music videos done in 150 second pieces, but rather than just liking them or uh, giving them a thumbs up, you're able to donate to the charity that the artist chooses. So it's this cool sort of double bottom line thing wherein, um, you know, that's, it's both people and profits. Um, so really excited about them. Anyone? (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Anything, any, is there another one? Sure. Um, Fetch is a fantastic company that is out of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, They're sort of trying to shake up and disrupt uh, the hiring, hiring world right now. So sort of putting the power back into the, um, the job seeker rather than the employer. So they're doing some interesting stuff as well. And, and sort of plugging into our workforce development and being able to scale their business here in Chattanooga as their uh, as another pilot program. And so the end goal, I think this goes without saying, is to keep these businesses in, in, the new, in New York and, and, you know, and Birmingham and relocating them and build jobs and build infrastructure sure. and build the economy through there. I mean, and once they get down here to Chattanooga and, and all of us at CoLab and everyone that plugs in, we're all so proud of the city that we live in and what we can offer people. Um, you know, it's, they're sort of start drinking the Kool-Aid in mm-hmm. some senses. Um, and so even, you know, this past week, as we're talking to people, they're saying, so if I do end up staying in Chattanooga or, or when we do build our business in Chattanooga, which is a really exciting thing for us to hear as it well. It is. And I think it's also important for people to know um, we don't accept people into the program um, with the contingent that they, you know, relocate their business here. No, um, no. It's not something that we require of our companies. We would love it. Um, but even companies that come here for a while and leave, um, they usually leave you know, valuable connections behind for people in our city. So if we have a company that's coming down from New York, they're also bringing their network of contacts here. Um, and our other startups are going to be engaging with them as well. And so the benefits stay in the city even after some of these companies leave. So, yeah, um, we feel like it's a win-win regardless of whether or not the startups stay in Chattanooga. Well, tell me a little bit. Um, first of all, let's, let's, let's do the contact information thing. So if, you, you know, if someone has interest in, um, in, in looking into Gig Tank 365, how would they need to go about uh, reaching out. Sure. So they can, if they're sort of, if they're wanting to plug in as a company, they can just go on the gigtank.com okay. um, and apply there. If someone's looking to become involved as a mentor or an advisor of some kind, then they can always feel free to reach out to me or to Tia. Um, my email address is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E at collab.co. And Tia is T-I-A at collab.co. That's right. <laughs> and Chris, if, if it wants to find out a little bit more information about Pass It Down, how do they need to go about doing that? Absolutely. You can go to passitdown.com and you can actually sign up for the beta. Uh, the one thing we never want to see is anyone not get a chance to tell their story. And so um, we would love for you to sign up and to be a part of us developing this platform and to get your feedback. And if you want to reach out to me personally, it's chris at passitdown.com. I'll always get back to you. And uh, that's a promise I make. And if you want to learn more about Whoople, it's whoople.com, and that's W-O-O-P-L-E. Uh, that one throws people for a loop sometimes, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, a great platform. As we wrap up, 
three months from now, what do you, where do you see uh, Pass It Down? Three months from now, we see a Pass It Down having a lot of relationships so that when we launch uh, this holiday season, you will see thousands of stories that have already been created in organizations that will support being able to tell those stories. And you will find the easiest way for you to be able to sit down with a loved one and just have the same conversations that you've always had, but actually be able to record those conversations so that you can give your kids and grandkids the best gift possible. That's great. So and exciting. It is. It's a great, it really it's a great is. idea. We're excited to have Pass It Down and mm-hmm. Gig Take. Oh, we're excited to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in, in terms of, so if, if when is the next opportunity for a company to uh, apply to be in Gig Tank? Uh, that'll be whenever we finish our summer Gig Tank. So we'll be running it again in the fall. Um, so check on our website. You can also go to collab.co um, and apply in August. We'll start the next one in September. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Any final thoughts? Well, thank you so much for yeah, having us today. We appreciate it. Big fan of the show. So yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for the opportunity. We enjoyed it. We uh, look forward to it. And this will be the, um, uh, in closing, uh, we appreciate you guys coming out today. And uh, this will be Chattanooga Business Radio. My name is Drew Ermitz. Thanks for listening.